What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Monkey Mind Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Perez, along with Anthony Florentino. As always, this podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Daily Dose CBD Inc. Their products have become a staple in my morning and nightly routine. I simply put a tincture of their CBD oil in my coffee in the morning and a tincture in my tea at night. They have highly effective products, and I know for me, they really help with quieting that background chatter in my head. Go check them out at DailyDoseCBDInc.com and use promo code MONKEYMIND to get 10% off your purchases. That's promo code MONKEYMIND for 10% off your purchases. Today's episode is episode 28 featuring Robin Ketchison. Robin plays ice hockey for Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario, Canada, where she is currently enrolled in law school. Let's get to the interview. It's a pleasure to have you on. Finally, uh, got to you know set this up and interview you. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. I love. Uh, I think I discovered it in like I don't know sometime in the summer. Just came across your your podcast, and I I love what you guys are doing. So pleasure awesome. to be on. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, we're happy that you listen and that you like it. It's the most important thing. But um, yeah, Robin, thanks again for coming on. We really uh, you know appreciate it, and it's a pleasure to interview you. For those listening, if you uh, want to just give them a background of you know who you are where you're from and um you know what you do as a hockey player and what you're you know currently you know getting into right now yeah uh okay so I'm from Toronto Ontario in Canada kind of a hockey mecca so grew up guys and girls hockey is pretty much the same there it's just every kid basically plays hockey so I grew up playing hockey played kind of like mid-level I was never never really one of the best kids but just loved it and played at the highest level I could um, and then ended up kind of as I got older making the jump to to higher level and eventually took a gap year played junior and had some university interest so I ended up at at Queen's University which is where I am now um, in my fifth season now uh, playing there so ended up here I took business for four years here along with that and uh, now I'm, I'm in law school now actually but it's nice in Canada because you have like five years to play so you can kind of extend your school along with that and then because of covid our season's delayed so i might have another year so yeah kind of that's like the coles notes of my hockey career i've always i think the biggest thing is i've always been like never the best player always kind of just struggling to make the next level but really just like i didn't care i just loved it so much and i would basically do anything to make it so yeah i would say that's kind of the overview of my hockey career yeah no that's awesome I think uh that's super important is because I know at a young age it's easy to get discouraged because everyone's you know if you're not good when you're young kind of I know a lot of players sort of will quit by around high school if they're not you know seeing the progression that they want but I think that's awesome that you stuck with it and I think that you see that a lot of the players who maybe weren't as good growing up I was one of them you know not as good growing up and you kind of just you know stick with it and work hard and have that passion I think it ends up um, getting you farther than a lot of people, which is awesome that you, uh, you know, were able to, you know, now play at Queens and all that stuff. So that's great. Yeah. I remember, uh, like in, I guess it'd be like springtime, like tryout time every year when I was growing up was the most stressful time ever because basically I would, I don't know, jump around 
teams every single year. So trial time, it would be a month of just going to all these trials and getting cut, 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 and told no again and again, and finally landing on some random team and having to make new friends every year. So it was, <laughs> it was always kind of stressful. And I, my parents would always, they'd always kind of encourage me to just take a step back when you play house league or something. And I, I would look at them like they had two heads and like, come yeah. on, <laughs> I'll get there eventually. And uh, thankfully they, they stuck with me. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's uh, that's great to hear that you have uh, supportive parents that, you know, we're just kind of pushing that and, you know, but um, I remember, so we were talking before this and you described yourself as a type A training comes before everything type of person. Um, can you just kind of describe in more detail what that was for you? Yeah, yeah, I'd say, yeah, that's the best way to describe me. I think basically like building off of what I said, how I kind of was never the best at all. Um, along with that, I kind of learned like I learned hard work. I learned that, oh, you can, I can work really hard and, and get better. And I think once I started to see that a little bit through like elementary school or high school, I started to get older, like, oh, I can practice my shots and, and work out. And that, that translates to my game. Then I kind of, as I started to progress, I started to take that really, really, really seriously. And once it got into the high school and then, and then at Queens, like I put that, like I said, I put that ahead of every single thing. So I think there's been times and there still are now, like I put, I'll put training ahead of my family, my friends, my health, all these things. And it's, it's, uh, it's kind of hard because it's obviously good. And I think that's the reason that I was able to do the things in hockey that I've done. But I also think like, it's, it's, (laughs) there's a certain, a certain limit to that. And, And, you know, mentally you can't, you can't really do that. So I think, yeah, I guess it's just, it's just, uh, it's just the mindset I have and I've always had of like, I'll do, I'll do, oh, well, I'm willing to do anything to get better. So that's, that's kind of where that comes from. Yeah. I mean, I'm in the same boat right now when it comes to putting your family kind of second to training because I'm in the mindset right now that I'm 25 and in my head, it's my last chance to kind of establish my career. And I'm living away from home with my billets from 10 years ago. And, you know, I've gone away so many times, but, you know, it's, it's a little different when you could be home training rather than like the difference between leaving in the season. So it does take a toll on you mentally because, you know, at the same time, you're like, I wish I was home and everything rather than in the season, like, it's your obligation to be there, but to take the next step to wanting to get better and do anything to get better, it, it definitely uh, adds to the stress of the training itself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I, I do think like there's like, kind of like what you said, there's times that call for it, like in the season, sure, or if it's your last chance or whatever it might be. But I just think sometimes it's easy to get carried away with that and have that mentality like year round or and never really engage in other things outside of training. Yeah. No, I couldn't agree more too. I mean, <clears throat> I think you have to, with sports, you have to really put in, you know, I guess all your eggs in that one basket in order to get where you want to go. Cause everyone else is doing it too. And um, I guess there's a lot of pressure that comes with that. And yeah, like you said, there is times where it's warranted, but um, yeah, I know that that can also stem to a lot of, um, you know, pressure, especially when, you know, there's kind of like a time limit, whereas if you're not on the right track by a certain age, you kind of feel the pressure, like, I better hurry, either get back on track or figure it out because, you know, 
they're always, you know, looking for the next player down the line and that can be a lot. So, um, yeah, I know that you obviously mentioned how you've had a, you know, a battle with some anxiety and if you don't mind talking about that. Yeah, I think like for me, it's interesting because I feel like, and I mean, I listen to some of you guys' podcasts and guys in there will talk about it too. And a lot of my friends, like it's usually kind of one year or one season or like one thing that happens that triggers something with your mental health. But I think for me, and it's the reason that I don't like to talk about it very much. I don't know what to talk about. It's like, it's been a very like on and off thing over the past, I don't know, six, seven, eight years. It's not a one moment type thing or, oh, this one year kind of triggered it. I think my, my experience is like, it builds off what we just talked about. It's very, I've put for so many years and like still to now put my training and my performance ahead of everything. And I think I put so much pressure on myself. There's been a lot of times where it's just like, I'll come home and then I'm just like totally burnt out or I'll have a big anxiety attack. And it's just constantly back and forth. Cause then, you know, the next day and I'll just go wake up the next day and get after it again and train again and kind of move on. And it's easy to like, I think especially with sports, easy to like push past it and forget about that stuff. So like I've had a lot of experiences where I'll have a really tough day and a lot of anxiety or whatever panic attack or something. And then you're just like, okay, I have a game the next day, whatever. I'm just going to push that to the back of my mind. So I think that's been my kind of my experience in a nutshell is it's like constantly putting it, putting it aside and putting these feelings aside and and just focusing on hockey, which isn't really the best. Yeah, I've, uh, we've talked about it before, but it's uh, the situation of like, you got a mason jar and whatnot, and you put pennies in it for every little thing that bothers you or kind of stresses you out or triggers you. And by pushing it back, you're, you know, you keep filling that jar and it keeps getting heavier and heavier until one day it overflows. So can you talk about some things that you did or have adjusted to doing that has helped you? rather than pushing it back, you kind of just face it head on or how do you handle it? Yeah. Yeah. There's been a lot of things. One honestly really tangible thing that I do that's changed is just meditate like some kind of mindfulness every day. Um, when I first, like one of my trainer mentors called, told me about it and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to do this like (laughs) monk stuff. I don't know about that. But, uh, once you get past kind of the stigma of it, that's been huge for me. And I just, 10, 15 minutes every day, just kind of sit there. And like, it's one of those things where it doesn't solve the anxiety, but there's something really comforting about just like recognizing, okay, I'm feeling this way today. Like give myself maybe a little bit of grace today. I'm not, I'm not feeling the best. And just like being a little more in tune with myself. I think that's been a huge thing. And then aside from like those 15 minutes in the morning when I do it, like just carrying that mindset throughout my day and through my training and stuff, I think is, is massive. Just like, recognizing the feelings rather than trying to shove them aside exactly which is the biggest thing with meditation is it's you're not pushing away the thoughts you're welcoming them in and recognizing what they are and that they're there um and a lot of people kind of mix that up with like what is meditation what is it but it's pretty much just you're doing nothing and just recognizing the body just breathing that's all you're doing. And yeah, that was the, that was the hardest part for me. I remember like for a year starting to do it. I'm just like, I'm doing this wrong because <laughs> I'm sitting here and I can't get rid of these feelings. <laughs> like, almost like 
at first it almost made my anxiety worse because I'd be anxious about why I'm anxious when I'm meditating. Yeah, that was, that was me too. I mean, I, I got the headspace, uh, 10 day trial at first and I was literally by minute three, I was like, starting to like, uh, like the kind of like itchy sort of feeling in your body. I was like, I'm sitting here doing nothing. Like I'm just like, I should be doing something. And it was bringing up more anxiety than everything than anything. But, um, yeah, that's, I think it helps you just become more present with your thoughts and with your body and kind of how you're feeling that day. Like you said. Yeah. And I, I even noticed like just even when I get into that mindset, then when I'm actually playing or in hockey, like I, you feel so much better. It's so, it's like a massive thing in performance to just be in that mindset of like kind of just taking a step back from how you're feeling and seeing yourself sort of like, I don't know, from the outside. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, what were some of the things that, you know, I mean, obviously you said that you've been battling this for six, seven years, but um, is there something that you can kind of sort of pinpoint that can trigger the anxiety attacks or just your general anxiety? Is it because of hockey? Is it maybe external forces? Is it school? You know? Yeah, I think I, I don't, it's not, I wouldn't say it's because of hockey, but definitely the, the, the triggers oftentimes are, are hockey and it's, it's usually things like, oh, when I'm when I don't know if I'll be in the lineup, like get to the rink, oh my is my name on the board? Like will I be on the fourth line or in the stands or on the second line or where will I be playing? That kind of stuff. Or like when it's in the summer and coach is like, Oh, what are you working on? Or just like performance type stuff. I put I think like being that sort of type A person I said that I am, like I put too much pressure already on myself. So then when like you guys know as hockey players, when you have that external pressure from the coach or whatever, especially as a player trying to like battle in the lineup, I find those are the moments that really triggers it. Cause it's just like, I'm already putting enough on myself and this just adds to it. Yeah. You just start to, I just start to think about all the other things I need to be doing. Sound familiar, Danny? <laughs> all too familiar. I'm getting flashbacks. <laughs> yeah. I just had a little twitch of, <laughs> little PTSD. Oh, exactly. No. Look, there's nothing worse than you're eating lunch before practice and then you're going down to see even the practice lineup. Like, I don't know how it works for other teams, but there was times where I was just curious. Like, I was nervous to see who I was paired with in practice. And then on top of that, when you're you're getting ready for a game and – I mean, in college, we didn't do many pregame skates. So you're going down, you're like, oh, am I in the lineup? And then all of a sudden you're like, all right, now I got to go do sled pushes for 45 minutes <laughs> straight. It's like, great. You're all pumped up for a game. You're preparing. You're already worked up. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, great. Now my energy is going to the turf, not the ice. Or even when you're – like I find the games when it's even tougher when you're in the lineup but you're not really – playing like that's it's so much pressure because then you're you know those one or two minutes in the game is like you put the weight of the world on your shoulders during those moments and I like for me that actually those are that's like the, some of the hardest moments because then you go home and you're like why wasn't I amazing in that one minute 30 yeah. seconds that I had like it's <laughs> unrealistic expectations <laughs> exactly yeah I know I know those feelings all too well just like so anxious at lunch that I was just like grabbing a grilled cheese just to take with me so I can just quickly go to the rink like an hour and a half before just so I could see if I was on the lineup just to like calm the nerves just so I can get that answer. Am I in or am I out this week? Whatever the case may be. 
Um, and then, yeah, like the, the feeling of, you know, in the game, you're expecting yourself to like, you know, you're applying pressure. I got to do something, but it's three minutes or three shifts, whatever that case may be. And those shifts are scattered. It's pretty un- unrealistic to expect yourself to, I guess, you know, contribute offensively or, you know, make a huge impact in the game in that time. And then when you don't, you can already kind of, I mean, for me, I always tell myself like, you know, third period rolled around a tight game. I've had three shifts already. I'm like, well, that's my night. <laughs> then, yeah, you, yeah, you, you kind of know when you take your seat in the middle of the bench. <laughs> and then once that happens, I'm like, well, I know I'm out tomorrow because like my, first, my previous three shifts were like, whatever. I wasn't a minus, but I wasn't like, you know, <laughs> contributing, you know, big offensively. But yeah, that's, I know that feeling all too well. And um, it's, that's a tough, um, tough experience. Like you said about like the pressure that you apply on yourself already it's already there because you want to perform and you want, you know, you, you want to, you know, be a key contributor to the team and you have high expectations for yourself. But on top of that, it's like, you know, you have external pressures as well, which is, it's hard to manage, especially, you know, being in college and battling school and there's, it's a busy schedule. So it's a lot. Yeah. And I think like for me, the thing from that is you kind of def- like my experiences, I sort of like define myself from that like oh mm-hmm. in that game I only played two shifts or coach said I was terrible or I'm not in the lineup or whatever it might be like I I saw I start to feel like oh well, I'm terrible but like it's hard to draw that distinction between hockey and like yourself and your own mental health and your own happiness and I think that's I mean that's I'm still working on that but I think that's like a huge thing it's just you're not like you can play hockey you can play whatever sport you play but you're not defined by that I think it's the biggest thing yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, go, go ahead, Flo. I was just, just going to say that that is also extremely important when, you know, people always say stats don't matter, like plus minus goal. Like just reminding yourself of you're not defined by how you play and whatnot is so crucial, like to repeat it over and over again, regardless of even like, in the summer when I'm working out, I'm like, okay, that was a good workout. That was a good workout. Even though I did two sets of something like it's the, like repeating it over and over again to get in the habit is something that I found very useful because, you know, I could think I played great defensively, but I'm still dash three. Like I'm not going to let that define me. Like there's games where I, you know, thought I played great. And I look at the score sheet, it's like six turnovers, dash three, and, you know, six penalty minutes. Like, so it, just to, like, repeat it over and over again definitely is helpful. You actually, like, you say that to yourself. That's kind of a good idea. Like, the self oh, yeah. part of it is I've never thought about that. That's smart. Well, before I learned it, I was always – talking myself negatively and you know it it was just a downward spiral after that because obviously your negative thoughts are gonna um, give you negative feedback and negative results playing and you know we had the same sports psychologist in college and you know he was always about self-talk and talking yourself and reminding yourself and you know it got to the point where I had done it so much that when I did have a bad game and I was watching my clips, I'd be like, all right, I did at least one thing well. 
And then I just started reminding myself back, it's all right. You know, I could have done this, but I didn't. But now I know things like that, that just, you're constantly reminding yourself the positive things that, you know, you can take from it. And, you know, I'll admit I was a very negative person before I started to pay more attention to everything. And, um, you know, just trying to find the positive in everything because regardless of like, it's impossible. Like nobody's gonna find a positive in a dash three game with six turnovers in six penalty minutes. It's just no way. But luckily, by me doing it so much before, I was like, okay. Like I had a good warm up. Like something as little as that. It's like, yeah, I, I went bar down a couple times in warm ups, gave a puck to a fan, and you know what? You go from there. But there always is. Um, a positive to uh, basically anything you think is negative but even the most negative things that you see there's always something and um, my mom always tells me in every lesson there's a blessing which is kind of where I started the whole you know positivity stuff and whatnot but definitely just repeating everything and just being consistent with it is I mean, it gets you in a good routine, and then eventually a game like that, you do still find something good about it. Yeah, no, no, I agree for sure. I also think, like, what you kind of in those situations, in those type of games, or when you're playing what you feel really terribly, like, that's – you can even look to just, like, other parts of your life. That's something I've been trying to do. Like, if I'm feeling terrible about playing, it's like, okay, yeah, I had the worst game ever, and I'm – I don't know, I was minus six or whatever. But, like, okay, I still have a really great family and I'm lucky to go to a great university and, all like, all these other things because I think it's easy to just, like, think, like, hockey's everything. <laughs> and it's, it's it's not. Especially, like, I feel like now in, in COVID and everything, you're starting to realize that, too. It's like, oh, it can be taken away so easily. There has to be other parts of your life. Yeah, absolutely. It's hard to uh... – <laughs> I guess I, mean, I think that's the big thing about COVID is like kind of understanding what there is more, but it's hard when you're in it to kind of um, realize that there is more going on and that you have to find other things too. But um, yeah, it kind of makes you just step back um, and kind of appreciate some of the other stuff you have going on, but it's really hard to separate, um, you know, the player from the person when you care so much, and you invest so much of yourself um, into a game, into a sport. So it's, it's really tough to make that distinction, but um, kind of, I guess, you know, away from the hockey, or in a sense, kind of connected, but you're, you know, you're in law school now, which I'm sure is no picnic by any means. Talk about how that experience has been and, you know, being a hockey player and kind of where you're at now, learning what you learned is, has, you know, law school been more manageable or, you know, what's that process been or that experience been like for you? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been an adjustment. I, I think the biggest thing is everyone's so smart. You have uh, imposter syndrome every day. You're like, wow, I don't belong here. <laughs> yeah. But uh, <laughs> no, it's it's been good, and it's like it's something that I've I've been a goal of mine for forever. So it was kind of surreal to start it out. But um, yeah, no, it's I think like the a lot of what I've learned from hockey has applied really nicely. Kind of just like the the process parts of it. So like you know just like you have to train every day for a goal years from now, it's the same thing. Like you're, you have one exam at the end of the day, but I'm 
reading now for that, right? Or at the end of the year, sorry. So it's like that kind of stuff is applied. Um, but, uh, I would say, I would say from a mental standpoint, it's or like a mental health standpoint, it's, I have to check myself way more because it's substantially more demanding than my undergrad. And it's, it's a really competitive environment. Like there's a curve where it's like, I think it's like eight people can get an A. So everyone's fighting for those eight spots kind of thing. It's, it's, uh, I've found that it's kind of easy to get into like that that same mindset from hockey that I talked about where it's like just that pressure that you put on yourself. So that's been something I'm trying to think about and and work on things that I can do to just like constantly work on reducing that pressure a bit because it's, yeah, I, I think it's comparable to, to sort of like when you're trying to make the lineup or get, make a team or whatever, it's, you start to put all this pressure on yourself and not see anything outside of it. So um, yeah, it's been a challenge, but I think, uh, that's the, one of the important things you mentioned was check me on yourself, which is so important. It's, it's so small, but it, it makes such a big difference. I think a lot of us forget to do that. I think that's something that COVID has kind of helped us out with is, you know, now we have nothing to do, you know, globally. And now we're forced to check in on ourselves and, um, it can be scary to kind of realize sort of what you're truly feeling and that we kind of mask by keeping, keeping ourselves busy, you know? Yeah, no, uh, yeah, I definitely know. I feel like that's my, that's my biggest, uh, that's been my biggest struggle. And I think, I also think like in general with all of our social media and technology and stuff, I feel like it makes it so much harder for people to do that. Cause it's just easy to turn to a distraction at any moment instead of focusing on how you're feeling and, and checking in with yourself. Yeah, no, exactly. I couldn't agree more. So, I mean, it's a, it's an important thing and, um, aside from meditation, has there been anything else that you've kind of been implementing to help with, um, you know, your anxiety or any stressors? Yeah, I would say, I'm trying to think if I had to pick, I, I, I kind of like nerd out in a lot of different things, but if I had to I pick, it. yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> uh, I would say, yeah. So meditation for sure. I do like a gratitude journal every, every morning. So just Sweet. like really simple, just three things I'm grateful for. Awesome. Um, and then walks like. I have my dog. So just like take my dog on a walk every day. And I try to just, I don't know, it was a book I read it or something, but like, I don't bring my phone or anything with me. I just kind of like, it's almost like a walking meditation. Just go on a 10 minute walk and just like look around and like kind of be present. And then it kind of comes back to what we're saying about checking in with yourself. So like, if you're having a bad day, you kind of have to notice it or you notice how nice it is outside or just like noticing all the things going on. So I'd say those are, those are three things that I do. And then also just like in general is, is routine. I, like as a, as a student athlete, it's kind of like things are just given to you. So that's easy during the year or during a normal year. But when there's times where if I'm home for the summer right now, cause of COVID things are different or where there's lack of routine, I, I really implement my own routine. And I think for me, that's, that's really, really helpful just in managing, not even anxiety, just overall stress and just happiness is like, knowing where to be when I think is huge. Yeah. I mean, having a routine is it's so beneficial because after a while you start to not even think about planning your day because it's just, you get in the habit. It's like, if you think about it, when you put your key in your car to start it, you're not actually thinking about doing it. 
somebody was telling me this and it was so weird because now you think about it you're like oh wow i really <laughs> don't think about actually putting my key in. it's just routine except if you're a big spender and of course you start but that's that's not my style so <laughs> but like every but now that somebody i can't remember who was telling me but you know it's as simple as that because when you get in your car the last like you're not okay i have to put the key here i have to turn it this way it's like sometimes you're not even looking you just your body just knows to do it you don't think all right i i gotta stop my car it's just you get in key immediately there and i think with routine it just helps you adapt to the situation not having to worry about little things like oh did i did i cook this food did i schedule this did i do this and you know having your team eliminates all those factors of possible stress that you could have avoided yeah it's crazy how much you can control like you obviously can't control everything that's going on in your mind but it is pretty cool that like you can control that much just from setting your routine and just like getting rid of those small small little things is massive yeah that gratitude journal is huge too that's something i've been doing for a while now too and it really helps you just kind of appreciating um what you have i think we're a lot of us are very driven and um goal-oriented people that we kind of forget to stop and appreciate what we currently have and there's a lot for all of us to be grateful for and i think that that's such an important thing to do so yeah, yeah. it's uh, no that's been again it's one of those things you hear about at first you're like oh this won't do anything but it's it's actually massive it's been a it's been a game changer for me yeah no that's that's great and um yeah what kind of dog do you have a uh, labradoodle oh awesome i'm a big dog guy i had to ask it was bothering me <laughs> yeah they're uh i'd recommend they're friendly they always they, she likes to stand on two feet so it's like she's like a hugging dog oh wow <laughs> yeah my sister uh she's got a five-month-old german shepherd and it's just the sweetest thing in the world but she's uh she's supposed to be like 120 pounds when she's full grown <laughs> so she'll be a big big girl but uh, uh but um yeah i mean if you have a fully got anything else for her? no i appreciate you coming on and uh i mean i thought college was tough i can't imagine law school on top of hockey so i mean kudos to you for that and um i'm glad that you found something that works for you and you know uh, if you weren't the type to find a positive and everything, even if it is a dash six game, um, maybe just try that out. But other than that, uh, I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, no, uh, really appreciate it. Um, no, I'll definitely, I hope I'm never dash six, but uh, if, I, if I'm in a situation <laughs> like that, I'll, I'll try it out for sure. <laughs> well, in my experience, it's, uh, <laughs> it, it does suck, but you know, you know, look that saying look good feel good play good it's uh, not necessarily true because i looked great in warm-ups had a chin strap down bubble gum going far <laughs> down but other than that it was uh pretty ugly but um <laughs> it you know it is what it is and uh you know just find the positives but i did want to say i told danny i was gonna make some sort of announcement uh you're the first episode that i didn't swear in and oh. I'm actually from now on every swear 
that I say, I'm going to be donating a dollar to mental health. So I'm going to get a mason jar. So, um, you know, that I just want to point that out to you and everyone listening. So you guys can tally them up at home if you want. But uh, that's uh, that's the plan. If Danny wants to get in on it, uh, by all means. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you again for coming on. It was a pleasure to have you on. And um, thank you for telling your story and opening up and being vulnerable. And um, I know a lot of people listening will find it helpful. A lot of the things that you said you do. So, um, yeah, thank you again. Yeah, no, thank you. Appreciate it. And keep doing what you're doing. I, I love it. It's great.